Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Join us as we talk about wrestling, Kurt Brendan and Ron, oh yeah, my three amigos, wrestling fans giving you the deets, oh yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. I'm here live, in person, face-to-face with my brothers Kurt and Brandon. We're setting up to record. Uh, we're running a little bit behind today, but that's okay because we're trying to work out some of these technical difficulties. I don't think we're going to have that today because we're recording on one mic. Um, so, Brandon, Kurt, welcome to the show, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. Good. How about you? I'm I'm, I'm- all right. I'm good now. I'm good. <laughs> I ain't gonna, oh man. Let's, let's continue. <laughs> man, let me tell you. Um, just getting here today, I told y'all that the, the traffic on the the regular streets was crazy this morning. Once I got on the interstate, I got here in like 10 minutes or less. I'm shocked because the football game is today. So yeah, it's, 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 on it's one wild. of these days it's traffic, but then again, I don't think they had a parade this morning. So. Yeah. So that's good. But then I do I do live like 400 miles away too so about telling this morning <laughs> that's why i got up as early as i did and got on the road when i did but i did not anticipate my traffic <laughs> so today ladies and gentlemen we're going to be reviewing uh the 2022 survivor series war games we're going to be talking about um aew dynamite this past week and we're also going to talk about smackdown this past week um, I think overall, the three of us liked Survivor Series. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's just one thing that, that kept it from getting rave reviews from all of us, I think. And we'll get to that when we start going over the matches. Um, but Kurt, your opinion, like we, we're going to go match to match, but overall, what would you say was overall, your opinion? I think it was good. I didn't like how, well, we'll say that for later, but I, uh, out of a 10, I give it a 7. It could have been a 9, but we'll talk about how they could have got to a 9. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Um, I'm with Kurt. It could have been an easy 9. Yeah. Easy 9. But once again, we over here holding back. <laughs> when we so, get to the survivors, when we get to the actual match, we'll say why. We'll tell you all why um, 
we gave it, we're giving it a, a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay, so. I, I'm the same. Um, I said seven, and I agree with both of you. It that that seven goes up to nine if those that one thing really um, would have been taken out. It could have been. It could have been it nine and a half. Yeah, it could have been. But this was a damn good show. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, that yeah. show was a lot better. A lot better. A lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't talking about just the war game matches, the undercard as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot better than what I lot better than what I anticipated. Yeah. As we go through the lineup, the war game matches were not the best in my opinion, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um I'll say this. This is the first pay-per-view that I've enjoyed from start to finish. In forever, yeah. I don't. I, I, I honestly cannot tell you the I last pay per view I I remember I liking from start to finish. Unfortunately, I fell asleep during the men's last during the men's war games. I guess I was exhausted by that time. Yeah, I watched all of. <laughs> but I watched. It's all one of the usually if I fall asleep during the pay per view, I get up the next morning and finish it. Mm-hmm. And lately, I haven't been outside just watching later. And as soon as I got up, I. Turn right back on Peacock. I said, I got to go ahead and finish yeah. this. It's, and it's, I, missed, and I, missed, I missed something really good. And I saw the highlights on Twitter as well with the embrace. I was like, I, I, I got to see the rest of this. So yeah. it's really, really, they, yeah, it's really good. I know when we get to that match, um, I'm going to have to eat a little crow. <laughs> um, Ooh, bro, yeah, because I said something on Facebook. And by the end of the match, I was proven wrong so <laughs> um let's go ahead and start with the matches that uh the very first match was the women's war game match with team bel-air versus team bailey uh team bel-air obviously uh, bianca bel-air alexa bliss oscar mia yim and becky lynch team bailey was made up of damage control uh which is bailey uh, dakota kai and eo sky and then you got Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley. Um, Rhea, or uh, Team, ba- oh, damn it, I'm getting tongue-tied. Team Belair. <laughs> Team Belair came away with the win. Um, what did you guys think about this match, Brandon? We'll start off with you on this one. Uh, I thought it was a great match. Oh, can we finally get into why? Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, look, they look when they started bringing out those damn weapons, I just dropped my head. I'm like, you don't need no weapons. The war games match, you don't need now. If you had like a chair, I don't even mind the table because I, I I'm part of that ECW tables crew, so I love a good table spot here and there. But overall, that match did not need as many weapons as it had. It took away from the match. I'm like, you know, you all in the cage. Really, I'm like in a cage match. The cage is really all you need. Because that, uh, if, I don't know if any of you all have ever uh, been rammed up against a cage before, but that this, that don't feel too good. So that will put anybody down if you do it correctly. I did like how they did use the cage as a weapon itself. I enjoyed that part, and I thought that that was perfect. But other than that, the match was good. It's just they, they did not need to use all of those damn weapons. Yeah, that was all for. I feel like. There are certain matches in the WWE that cause for you to use weapons. I think that there are entirely too many of them, and they use the, the same weapons every single time. Yep. I'm starting to kind of miss those <laughs> cookie sheets they used to use back in the day. Remember those? And so I'm just like, you know, they're going to have to figure that out over time. But, hey, other than that, the match was great. I enjoyed it. Just um, my thoughts were um, basically along the same lines as yours. Uh, until Nikki Cross came in, I thought the match was great. Everything they were doing, like you said, they're using a cage as a weapon. 
Um, there was there was hard hitting action going on. Uh, these women know how to wrestle and they know how to put on a show. Yeah. When Nikki Cross came down, I was expecting more of the same. I'm not a huge fan of hers, yeah. um, but she immediately went under the ring and started, and, and started yeah started breaking out tables, chairs, kendo sticks, and all and this her, shit. And with her character, she didn't even need to use it. She's supposed right. to be crazy. So I'm like, you could have just came in and just grabbed somebody by the back of their hair, by their hair, and just start breaking their head across the cage or something and laughing and doing, you know, that little thing or whatever. I thought that would have might have that might I thought that might have been maybe a little bit more effective. But yeah, I I just um for me in a war games match, any cage match really, the only way you should get a weapon in there is if you sneak one in in your trunks and your boot or your manager outside the ring hands you one, you know. Something like that, but to just blatantly go up under the ring, get weapons, and I know it's a cage match, but a cage and it's a war games match, but a cage match and a war games match doesn't mean no disqualification, right? Or maybe it does, but that it there ought to be rules that say you can't use weapons, yeah. So, um, outside of that, it was a good match to me, Kurt. What about you? So, I love the beginning how they had it set up where the teams were in the cages and they came out one by one. I love that presentation. I thought that was good. Yes. I thought this match could have been an easy nine or 10 without the weapons. Because every woman in there outside of Nikki Cross, because I think she's terrible. <laughs> she sucks to me. But outside of that, all those women in there are talented. talented. And it was a good match until they started bringing those weapons in. They took them, and they took them all day to get the damn weapons in the yes. ring. It was like five minutes. I'm like, this is unneeded. It's a war games match. You don't need any weapons. The, the cage is the weapon. They damn sure didn't need And I laugh. think it took away from all their talent and the match because it could have been a nine out of ten. Absolutely. But those weapons just, like, this is not what a war games match is supposed to be. No, and they know. did not need a ladder. You didn't need a you didn't need you any did of that. Why need any And then the, the one thing that pissed me off is when they brought the kendo sticks in there, and then Bianca Belair trying to break it over her, her, her knee. It took her all damn day to break bias. it. I'm like, that. What are we doing? That was a botch. So yeah. it took away from everything. Yeah. It could have been a. It could have been nine or ten. Because I, I think all those ladies, I, like I said, outside of Nikki Cross, are very talented. I love uh, Mia Ying. Is that her name? Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Mitchie. I think uh, Rhea Ripley. She's growing on me. I like her and. Eo Scott, I like her a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I like her a lot. I'm going to take a chance, or not a chance, I'm going to take this opportunity to say something that may sound chauvinistic and be unpopular, but Rhea Ripley is a woman that um, normally wouldn't be my type, you know, from her physique and everything, but she is sexy as hell to me. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just... Agree. Hey, look, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she hey, just see, oozes sex I appeal. See, I can see why that young boy went over <laughs> so did, did you guys realize did y'all realize that match went almost 40 minutes yeah relevant at the time it was almost nine o'clock I, I now i knew it was a long match but i didn't know it was a oh, they, feel, yeah. they went like it was 40 minutes they went 39 40 at, right when i looked at the clock i said damn it's almost nine o'clock mm-hmm. i didn't realize that but yeah, it, was, it was it was good and to it me to me that's the that's a sign of a good match. Absolutely. When when Absolutely. you can have a long match like that, yeah, and you you don't feel like it just drags on and on mm-hmm. and on. That's the sign of a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we had uh, AJ Styles who came out with the OC um, wrestling Finn Balor who came out with Judgment Day. Um, AJ picks up the win. Very good match. Um, I expected it not to be actually. 
I expected a ton of, of interference from uh, from Judgment Day and the OC. I expected all sorts of little stupid shenanigans that shouldn't be going on. But um, Finn Balor and AJ Styles, who are are great wrestlers and and can put on a good show, it's just all the bullshit surrounding it with Judgment Day and the OC. I was expecting it expecting it to be kind of a, of a train wreck of, of a match, not because of the talent, but because of all the other bullshit. Um, to me, uh, best match on the show. What did you think, Kurt? I thought this was hands down the best match on the card. They did a great job. I would give it a nine. That it was just good. It was I enjoy all of it from start to finish. Yep, yep. They went they went 18 minutes and 25 seconds. Again, I didn't realize like that's, that that's not a very good. long match, but I didn't I realize like they went that long. It was good. It was good. Um, I, give it, I give it nine out of ten. Yep. I I I I felt like it's almost as if they went back to Japan on that one. On that match right there. They went back to they went back to Japan like they were um not in the bullet club again because they were partners, but like they they triple H really let them Whoever the producer was for that match really let them go out there and do them. And I think that um that's that's really, really important, especially in the wrestling business. Let the wrestlers wrestle. Cause a lot of them are really good, but they're just getting um studied because you know powers they be. But yeah, I gave it uh I gave it an eight. Yeah. A they, really strong eight. Really I, I, strong I eight, think but I thought that was that that was um that was a match of the night. Definitely. That was a match of the night and I, I love to see a good technical masterpiece. Yep. Because you don't I, get to see too many of those. I think for, for both of them, AJ and Finn, the people, not the people individually, but the groups around them bring that whole thing down. Yeah. Um, Anderson and Gallows as a tag team, okay, they're, they're not great to me, but okay. Um, I think Damian Priest is, is good, needs to be single, needs to be by himself. Um, Dominic Mysterio is still young, still learning, but he's doing, I think he's doing a good job being a heel. Yep. Um, Rhea Ripley is phenomenal. So I just think, you know, collectively as Judgment Day and the OC, it brings AJ and Finn down. Yeah. All right. Next up was Ronda Rousey with Shayna Baszler uh, and Shotzi Blackheart. Why? Well, I guess it's, a, it's, just the WWE thing to do. They drop Blackheart from Shotzi's name. Well, but, it's it's um, getting their names, but yeah. <laughs> um, Ronda Rousey wins with the with the arm bar. Um, Kurt, what did you think about this one? I thought this was the worst match on the card. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? We saw it coming. Well, I'll let you finish. I I'll let you finish. Worst match on the card. And I like Ronda as a, a heel. But in this match, I thought she talked entirely too much to the crowd. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's you, it's, you know, that's not needed. It's not needed. But I thought this was the worst match on the card. The worst. And why this shot see, I don't know why they pushing her. Like, what are we doing? Right. I don't I, I, I don't, don't like know, it at all. I don't know if they're just trying to find uh trying new find new women competitors because outside of of Charlotte, um Bailey, Bianca Belair, and who am I leaving out of that picture? I'm leaving somebody out because I know uh, Sasha Banks isn't back yet. But um, but anyway, outside of that top tier of women, you it it drastically falls off. Uh-huh. 
So I think they're trying to to push more women to, I guess, maybe bring that division up. I don't know. Um, I thought I was going to be in the minority um, thinking this was the worst match on the card. No, 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 no. I no, thought I was going to be no, in the no, minority no, on that. No, that was the I worst expect, match on the card. I didn't expect much from that match yeah. anyway. Um, I, I, I expected agree. more than what I saw. Yeah, I, I expected way more than what I saw. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect much at all. Just because yeah, of that was opinion. terrible. But, but see, I've I've never been a huge Ronda Rousey fan, even in the UFC. Mm-hmm. I thought, and with all due respect to everything that Ronda Rousey has accomplished, me having never been a fighter whatsoever. Um, I thought she was a one-trick pony. Yeah, because she was like baseball-wise, Ideo Nomo. When that guy showed up, he was he was breezing through everybody. He had a very low ERA. He was unconventional, and hitters couldn't figure him out. But the more they saw him, and the more they faced him, they figured him out. And he was out of the league by what a third or fourth year in. That's how I saw Ronda Rousey in the UFC. She was great with the armbar. She's got great judo skills, but she was great with the armbar. And once people figure that out and quit defending or uh, learn to actually defend against that armbar and stay away from it, she got her ass knocked out. Because she didn't have another. She didn't have another. Right. So I said all that to say this. I'm, I'm not a huge Ronda Rousey fan anyway, so I didn't understand Talent-wise, I didn't understand the big whoop-de-doo about her coming into wrestling. Um, from a name standpoint and from a um, you know pushing you into the more of the mainstream, I got that completely. Yeah. But I, I've just never been a big fan of her. So, yeah, I'm with you, Kurt. Worst match on the card. I really checked out on this one. Yeah. So, and they yeah. went. And uh, I think her appeal, it wasn't about talent going to the WWE. It was her name. Yeah, yeah. And she's a big draw, which, you know, people are going to watch and see what happens, which I understand that. But I like her as a heel. I think she do good. But all that talking to the crowd, that's not she don't, she don't need. Do, she don't need to do all that. No. I, feel, I always look at Ronda Rousey like, okay, you could be the female Brock Lesnar. Because if Brock no. Lesnar was a heel, he didn't talk no. much. Because Brock can wrestle. But not, but, but <laughs> the same. Overall, because both of them, <laughs> lines are almost the same. Um. She could have been, uh, if they would have built it right and did everything right, that could have been the woman's version of Brock Lesnar. She ain't got to talk. All she got to do is go in that damn ring and kill people. That's my Nick Aldis. Fuck that. No. Yeah. Fuck that. No. (laughs) But I'm not going to throw my microphone. Um, (laughs) We all think this is the worst match on the card. It was also the shortest. They went under eight minutes, good. seven minutes, fifteen good. seconds. Good. good. <laughs> Somebody, look, 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 the producers knew what they were doing. Yeah. They put that in the middle of the show. That's the bathroom break. I hate yeah. to say that. That's the bathroom break. I agree. It's yeah. Like, okay. Everybody go to the bathroom because you know that triple threat in the men's war games coming next. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. And then following that was following that was Austin Theory, uh, Seth freaking Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Theory wins by pinfall. Um, triple threat match. I'm I'm usually not a huge fan of triple uh, triple threat matches. I almost said triple H matches. Um, but this one was pretty good. Um, it was better than I expected. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, better than I expected. Bro, you almost did what I did. Would you? Awesome. So you almost did what I did last week. What's that? 
when Dusty Rose put uh put old boy in the Ric Flair. And we haven't decided to drop a loss episode. Y'all will see what we talk about. But anyway, <laughs> um, as far as the triple the, the triple threat goes, that was one of the best triple threat matches I've seen in a long, long time. Um, I think the last one that I remember being that good was Brock, Seth freaking Rollins again, and I want to say the third opponent was John Cena. Seth freaking Rollins. One of those old Royal Rumbles. That was like the last really good triple threat I've ever seen. That was a damn good match. Um, I thought that uh I, I thought that last week was gonna win it, but you know, hey, you know, it ended up going another way, but I don't have a I don't have an issue with it at all. And I'm glad that they're making those secondary titles a little bit more important because you know, for a minute, you didn't see the United States title or the Intercontinental title yeah. depending on pay-per-view. So I'm glad they're making those titles important because they are very important titles. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, it was better than, than expected. The only thing I did <laughs> like was about to at the end because last year did he never he grazed them. Yeah. I didn't like the end. Yeah. But I'm not surprised they put the belt on theory. Yeah. That didn't surprise me at all. Because yeah. I did I didn't think they were gonna put it on last week. I, I never thought he was gonna win. No, that's just, I, yeah, I, I, I just I won last week. I understand. That, yeah. that was just me. But um but no, you know what? They're rebuilding thick at least they had to get that briefcase off of him. Yeah. Because there was no way he was gonna beat Roman Reigns. That wasn't gonna happen. No. So they had they had to get that briefcase off of them, yeah. and I like how they they did what they did, and now they're building them back up. So it's the not thing. Like, the thing I don't like though is I don't like them building them back up because I don't see I don't see it. Yeah, well, they they, they that's, that's their guy. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was just about to say. Rose. They that's they beat guy. the shit out of him for three four weeks. Yeah, made him look back. weak. Made him look back. stupid. They made, they made him pay his dues. Yeah, well, maybe I I don't know if that's what that was or what, but I don't because it's as it's ass backwards to try to build somebody up by beating the shit out of them. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, true. Um, that way, yeah. But you know, I'm not shocked that they put the title on him. I'm not I, it just it just didn't make sense to me that they beat him. And oh, this title win comes out of almost nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and maybe that's what they all. were going for. I don't know. I didn't think he was going to win at all. I, shoot, I had Bobby winning, but I'm like, well, if Bobby don't win, Seth is going to retain. Yeah, they, I didn't think they, that he was going to win it, but I thought I figured I was going to maybe he'd give him a run for their money and almost win it and just put on a good match. But hey, you know, it is what it is. He's, yeah, has he's your new United States champion. Y'all don't laugh at me, but I can't remember. Has Theory held a title before? Any title? He's United States champion. He's, yeah, before, that's the second run. Yeah, yeah that's the second run. run. Okay, okay. Because I was about to say, you know, maybe they, well, it still fits. Maybe they want some fl- fresh blood in the title picture because. Seth Rollins has had a million titles. Lashley's had a million titles. Put some new blood in there. So this is his second run. But we'll see where it goes. Um, Their match lasted um, just under 15 minutes at 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Okay, before I even get to the main event, the women's war game match was longer than the men's. I'm not surprised at all. But only only by like a minute or so. But... (laughs) um, so yeah, with that said, the uh, the main event of the evening was the Bloodline, which consists of Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa, and the Usos, and of course the 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 wise man Paul Heyman. And then uh, they were facing the the brawling brutes of Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, uh, with Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Um, the Bloodline wins by pinfall, and. I'm going to go start first with this one because I'm the one that's got to eat crow. <laughs> um, 
you know how we we complained about the women's match how they brought in the uh, the tables and all that i was thinking the exact same thing with the men's match and i still think it was a bad thing to do but they made it work it's not to say that the the women didn't know how to make it work. They just didn't. The men made it work. Um, I still didn't like it, so I thought it was gonna it was gonna go downhill from there. I really did. So, kudos to the Bloodline, the absolute best storyline in all of wrestling right now, the hottest faction in all of wrestling right now, and the best thing I've seen in wrestling in a very long time is the bloodline and this whole storyline they're doing. Now you add into that, the fact that going into the match, uh, Jay was questioning Sammy's loyalty. They've had problems for a while. And then on top of that, he heard Kevin Owens talking to him on raw and Sammy lied, said he hadn't talked to anybody. So I halfway expected Sammy to turn on them, which I thought would have been a horrible decision at least right now. So when Sammy did what he did by giving the nut shot to Kevin Owens and then putting him down on the canvas for uh, Jay to get him and pin and, and pin him and the reaction after that, y'all I ain't even lying. I got goosebumps on my arm the way that, because I haven't been that excited about the ending of a match and the reactions behind it yeah. in a very long time. So I love that reaction. I love the finish. I love the match. That match to me was, was even though I say AJ and, and Finn Balor was the best match on the card, this one to me is a very, very close second, minus all the furniture and bullshit. The only knock I have on the match outside of that is War Games, Cage is the, is the, the weapon, and not a single drop of blood that I saw. Um, I, I don't think everybody in the match has to bleed. But come on, man, it's war games in a cage. You got people throwing each other into the cage. Yeah, at all, least let, let yeah, at least oh, one, one or all, two people. Let, let them all bleed. Let them all bleed. Yeah. Let them so, all bleed. What did you think about the match, Brandon? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the match, aside from the furniture. But they, you know, they did make it work. Um, I enjoyed the finish. It came, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but I kind of smelled it coming. And I enjoyed the embrace at the end between Sami Zayn and Jay Uso and how the crowd just roared for that hug. Because I'm over here kind of like, I'm like, yeah, finally hugged. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm like, okay, now the fix is in because I feel like uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are in cahoots. And I kind of feel like Kevin Owens like, look, this is what you're going to have to do. We're just going to dress this up. And then I'm really interested in how they're going to build, like, because this is going to WrestleMania. So I'm really interested in how they're going to. We all see this turn is coming. We just don't know how how it's going to happen, and it is and that. And that's a great. That's a good thing because I don't want to know how it's going to happen. Surprise me. All right. So, but no, nah, it was a very very good match. I'm with you, Ron. I love blood. Sometimes I would. I wish they would have bled, but you know, hey, it is what it is. And in modern times now, they don't want people to bleed like that no more. So, oh, and one thing that I will add. To something that I think this is my personal opinion. I've noticed that in the older war games matches, you had to, somebody had to submit. Like you had to quit or throw in a towel or something. I wish that they may have, I wish they could have utilized that in this match as well. Yeah. Well, they actually, well, it wasn't the one to, because I don't think it was a referee inside the cage for those older ones. 
you actually somebody had to submit or throw in the towel. So I think that maybe if they would have added that on, added that to the match, maybe it would have made it a little bit more suspenseful because it's like, okay, who's going to somebody gotta quit. But overall, it was hey, um, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it. I give it a strong seven for that um for that match, and I'm with y'all. It's a strong, it's a very, very close second to the uh Finn Balor and AJ Styles match yep. on the show. Kurt, what you got? So um I didn't like any of the, the furniture in the ring. I thought I took away from it. And in my opinion, I, I don't I don't think they made that work. I didn't I didn't like any of that. I, I do agree that's the best storyline going right now. Yep. And I think the bloodline is the best thing going. But I do see a longer storyline with um Kevin Owens and um Sami Zayn. Yep. Because I do have, I think at one point he will turn on them. But and I text Ryan this last night. Before Sammy turns, I can see the cousin turning first. Solo. Yes. Hmm. Wait, solo? I, yeah, I would, because okay. no, solo, yeah. solo knows something. No, but if you look, he don't like any of this what's going on. If you saw him last night, how he just stood there when they were trying to talk to him, he was just yeah. looking straight ahead yeah. and even didn't even acknowledge what they were saying. Yeah. So I can see that happen. Okay, I'll start paying more attention. Yeah, please to do. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Because when, yeah, when you said cousin, I was thinking one of the Usos. No, no. Jay. I just so I feel like okay. I feel like Solo Solo knows something, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna let these idiots go on and get in, and get all what they get in what they need to get in. I'm gonna let these idiots because you know what? Eventually, that's it. That, that boy right there is gonna he's gonna flip the script. So something else, and I you love. Know. I love how they were in the cage and how Roman Reigns sat down the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah until yeah. it was time for him to go in. I so, love that person. Like I love that. No, no, you you go. I love that. I thought that was chill. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I love. Now he boss. Yeah, that's a boss boss. Absolutely. And he sat there. And he set it up good. I love that. Yep. Now, I'll say this, and I think we all agree with this. If they're going to do a war games match, I wish they would do a war games match. Correct. Put a top on the cage, and and do it old school style. And that's that's not me as the as the old man in the room. Um. That's just me say that's not war games. I mean, it's a it's a double ring. It's uh-huh. a cage around a double ring, but it don't have a top on it. You allowed uh, tables, ladders, and chairs, yeah. all that shit in the ring. You don't need so TLC. You, if, TLC is his own match. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to do war games, do war games. But to go, to go a step further, is that, and this is where I got upset because I'm watching it like, okay, this is Survivor Series, but we don't have any Survivor Series matches going on right now. Right. And I'm like, when do we get away from Survivor Series and not do the traditional match? Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't have had an issue with, and I'm not trying to. But I'm like, but I, I wouldn't have had an issue with either one of the men or the women doing the traditional Survivor Series match. Yeah, and that's what it should have been. One, yeah. It should have been that. That's what it should have been. And then, at least for the one war game, for the one war games match, I feel like because of the storyline, the men should have done it. Yes, and but let them, they, 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 you just go for that war games match. You go all out. Yeah, let it be a war games match. Let the women do a traditional elimination style match, and then you build another. You can build another storyline from there to get to uh the word rumble and main. So I look at it differently. This is what I think. I think you do a traditional survivor series with both the men and the women. Yeah, and now you can be. Um, we're we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we apologize for that. That's on me. That's my fault. I wasn't paying attention to the, the timer. 
um, I could have stopped that and and we could have segued into it a little bit better than we did. But nonetheless, here we are. Um, so overall, we thought the card was great for Survivor Series. We we all wish that they would do a traditional war game style match and do or do a traditional Survivor Series match. Yeah. So um, definitely want to see more of that and. I, I'm excited to see where they go with the bloodline. I, I initially thought there's no way that this is going to culminate in a Rock versus Roman match. I just didn't see it. But now I think it's possible because I'm not that it was impossible for. I just didn't see it. But I'm now that I'm seeing more of the bloodline, seeing how Roman Reigns is a great heel. Absolutely. Great, so good. you know his, good his body when, language, everything. You know you're a good heel when people start cheering. Yes, yeah. You do it like you, so. you piss people off, but people start cheering because it's like <laughs> not because well you know we just like them, but it's like this is the shit. Yeah, because that's how the rock. To be honest with you, y'all remember that's how the rock ended up turning like this. Yeah, rock was a great heel, but the stuff that he was saying was so number one, it was so damn funny. And he was just so good at what he did. People, you couldn't help but cheer that. Yeah. yeah, me and me and Kurt were talking, and um, I just lost my damn thought. <laughs> I really did. It was something me and you were talking about. Oh, the way Roman Reigns was acting when he was in the cage, waiting to come out. His whole body language, the the fact that he pulled one of the Usos in and sent Sammy in instead. Um, it, again, y'all know I'm big on little things. It's little shit like that. That makes the biggest difference in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, so we go from a seven out of 10, seven and a half out of 10 Survivor Series pay per view into a, what would, what would y'all say Dynamite was? Three. <laughs> I, you know what? I give a back, give a five. Uh, I actually sat through the entire show this time. Okay, I'm gonna, I really, don't even at, know that. I don't at, even, as we go through it, I'm gonna tell you why. It was <laughs> in my opinion, yeah, I, I don't Man, even. I'm giving it a five off of one segment. I don't even know that. What it, was that? Okay, we'll wait we, till we, we get wait. to it. We'll we wait till we. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like y'all can't see this. Y'all can't see this, but when he said that, we cut eyes at him like what? Um. So let's start. Let's start. Start out the show. Uh, they kicked off with John Moxley coming out there doing what John Moxley does, talking about growing up 90 miles from there, blah 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 blah. John Moxley, only to have none other than Hangman Adam Page come out. Can somebody please explain explain to me the fucking appeal of Adam Page? Again, in the like main event scene, I don't know. That ain't the segment I was talking about. <laughs> so okay, thankfully that's not the one. That ain't the one because that 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 fight didn't make sense. No, nope. the 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 security breaking in. Whenever they do these, and the security breaks in, it just shows you how stupid AEW's booking is. Because in the segment before that, a man could have got laid out by three people in chairs. Yeah. And there's not a security person to be seen, not a referee to be seen. These two lock up and everybody and their cousin comes out there to break them apart. Um, I, I can move on without this. Uh, I, it was pointless. 
if you if you must insert Adam Page into the main event scene, at least build up to it. He just the bigger thing is how many times are we going to see this, man? Yeah. Nobody wants to see this. There's no appeal to it. Stop. Just stop it. I'm with you. It made it made else. no sense at all. No. Show me something else. Yeah, please. All right. So, you have anything to say about this segment at all? No. <laughs> yeah, he's just deadpan too. All right. Then you have the uh, American Dragon representing the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson <laughs> versus, and here's where I get pissed off. Absolutely. The Ring of Honor. Absolutely. The IWGP and AAA World Tag Team Champions, but not the damn AEW Tag Team Champions. Uh, it, it was Dax Harwood of FTR that wrestled Brian Danielson. Um, Kurt and I did a did a watch along. Um, it didn't quite turn out. It wasn't horrible. It didn't quite turn out the way we wanted it to. But we were watching this match, and both of us agreed that this it came again came out of nowhere. Um, involved two people that should have been able to have a good match with each other, but it was more like a formulaic match. It's Kurt said something a couple of weeks ago that um, back in the day, people used to do the same thing every match as well, but they just switched up how they did it. So it didn't become boring and mundane when you saw you these like matches. You, you didn't feel like you were watching the same match. And that's what this was to me. And these two guys are too good to be doing that. Maybe, maybe, maybe all of them involved are just biding time until they can leave AEW. But I don't big, know. But the bigger picture is putting these two together. What are you? What? what what's the long game? What are you getting out of that? Nothing. 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 So why do it? Let's back up a You have a singles wrestler against a tag team wrestler champion. There's no long game, no storyline to be told. After this, right? So why do it? You just it's it's you, stupid. You have the tag team wrestlers trying to prove that he can, you know, hang. Who gives wrestler. a fuck about but that? It's like, no, we <laughs> want y'all to, yeah, stay together and conquer the damn tag team yeah. world. This was this was it's time for them to go back to the WWE so they could book them right. This was stupid, man. And, and that is the best tag team in the world. And I'm like, y'all right. need to keep. No, nah, look at all the great tag teams that have come before y'all, and look at look at what happened to them when they broke up. So, so go back a second. Because I don't think, just is my opinion, if you split them up with the single wrestlers, they they average now. Right. They are average. They're, they're, they're average. not. Nobody want to pay to no. see. We want to pay to see uh, Dex Harwood and I forgot the other guy's name. Y'all know. Yeah, we want to pay to see FTR. <laughs> we want to pay to see. I want to hear. I want to Cash hear Wheeler. music. Cash Will. I want to hear that music that rip that off that rip off of the uh, Midnight Express music and all that. Y'all know that that's what that is. Yeah. I want to hear that music. I want the dudes to come out in those old school trunks and those boots with all the damn belts and just beat the shit out and be just beat just dominate. Yeah. Because they are that damn good. They are now yeah. now what I was gonna say if you go back a segment, go actually go back to last week's episode where Brian Danielson and, and Moxley had a little stupid interaction. Yeah. Why wasn't it Danielson coming out to say something to Moxley to further that along? Right. And and maybe present some sort of dissension within the ranks of the black. Well, there already is with William Regal, which we'll get to that later. But um, 
I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I just this match for what is all I'm asking. Exactly. Um it, it, exactly. It, yeah, I'm I'm moving on. <laughs> as much as I like them, I'm moving on. I love both of them. But it's like no, like FTR beat the tag team, dominate, get every championship, dominate everybody. Once y'all accomplish everything, if you want to go single, fine. But you know, nah, this ain't the time to do it. I'm, I'm gonna need y'all to be the AEW tag team champions for real, and that, yeah. that will complete the whole thing. If it ain't but for one day, it'll complete the whole thing. I, I'm just, there, I don't think there's anybody out there right now that can convince me that the Young Bucks are not purposely keeping FTR from the world. Could be. Hmm. Could be. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, there's, there's nobody to convince, convince me otherwise. There's no other argument. There's know, no argument to make that why they shouldn't be the champion. Because y'all know FTR and CM Punk are cool. Say that again? FTR and CM Punk, they're cool. Mm-hmm. So, be. so um, next up, uh, we had a segment backstage, Tony Schiavone talking to Ricky Starks. I don't like any of their backstage segments. Did y'all care about, it, no, about no. this? No. Um, I will say that <laughs> Me and Kurt were talking about this too. Tony's rocking the Kentucky waterfall. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if the mullet is making a comeback because I've seen, is, like, yeah. I've seen a, yeah. a few people. Yeah. Dominic had that mullet with the mullet. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. I've never had one. I came dangerously close to a mullet one time when my hair was going out, yeah. but I've never had one. It looks stupid to me. Yeah, <laughs> but. So uh, the cameras catch up with Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. They're fighting again. Again, every referee, every security guard in there is uh, is fighting or trying to break them up from fighting, rather. So it, it's just... Ah. Next was a, a segment that I, I didn't understand. It was convoluted where uh, Renee Paquette, if I'm saying her name right. That's correct. Um, she was in Nashville with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Did y'all hear any explanation as to why they were in Nashville? No. Okay. Say, or better yet, why the Jericho Appreciation Society and the people that they're feuding with, why were they in Nashville at the same place at the same time? It's the little things. Explain this stuff. But the whole vibe was weird, man. And the way Claudio and them just stormed out, it was... I don't know what they're hoping to build from this, but it ain't good. So, TNT Championship Open Challenge Match. Um, TNT and Ring of Honor World TV Champion Samoa Joe versus AR Fox. Forgive me. Who is AR Fox? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. So, you don't know? Okay. I thought maybe it was just me. And why? They, why they? Because I know he was out for a while. Why are they trying to bring him back now to pump him up? It's, yeah, it's I, and me. out of nowhere. I mean, it, I'll say this: it makes sense that it's an open challenge match that somebody just walked out there. Yeah. But I just don't know who this dude is. Exactly. Like the same way we didn't know who Johnson was. Or who yeah. Johnson um, right. Samoa Joe. I, I haven't liked the way that the AEWs used him. Um, I watched the. It was an older interview, I think, but they were talking. The interviewer was talking about um, Joe being released by WWE twice, and he said that that 
or rather he said nothing but good things about Triple H. Didn't mention Vince McMahon that I remember, but he had nothing but good things to say about Triple H. I've got a sneaking suspicion that we will see both William Regal and Samoa Joe back in WWE at some point working with those people in NXT. Um, But Joe wins and... uh, (laughs) I just read this right here. Fox put up a hell of a fight, said Taz. I didn't see it. Um, and now we come to the segment with MJF and um, William Regal. Is is this the is this the the five the the five rating? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let you first, and then we'll probably verbally so assault you. <laughs> well. Verbally assault. Anyway, nobody verbally assault me. Anyway, um, but no. Nah, <laughs> overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this segment. Basically, you know, MJF came out to say his little piece or whatever, why he did what he did. And Regal was out there as well. So, huh? Okay. So Regal was out. Regal was out there as well. Now, they talk and they talk and they talk, and I ain't gonna lie to them some of it out. But then next thing you know, just out of nowhere, MJF uh Comes with, you know, he comes with the line that he said, and he knocks William Regal out from the back and from behind. Knocks him out cold, back of his head. I did not see that coming. I did. Not right away. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Because I thought that maybe they were going to, you know, maybe they was in cahoots and they was just going to have a little whatever. And on top of that, from what I read on the dirt sheets or whatever, that was Regal's big exit. Because he's leaving the company and going back to the WWE. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll see. But I thought that the ending of that segment was very well done. That's what kind of woke me up. Because by that time that came on, that's when I started tuning off it. It's kind of tuning out a little bit anyway. But that kind of that, that woke me up and that got my attention. So that's why I gave the show a, a week five. <laughs> Not a strong five, but a week five. Because of that segment, and then once we get to right. Jay, check this out. I, I've got a transcript right here of MJF's promo. So before me and and Kurt get into why this, to us at least, wasn't what you thought it was. Quote: I know you people aren't very bright, but when the best wrestler on God's green earth is holding the microphone, you keep your hillbilly mouth shut. I'd like to tell you all how our unholy union came to be. Right after the firm attacked me, Regal sent me an email. It said, Maxwell, I see the potential in you to become the greatest villain ever. This time, don't grab the dynamite ring. You must grab the brass ring. Again, mentioning your competition. We met behind closed doors, and I can say this this man is a genius. He told me to use the brass knucks. He didn't just want me to beat John Moxley. He wanted me to leave Moxley, Moxley with an emotional scar so he wouldn't forget the day he was outsmarted by MJF. Now, let's talk about the firm. I kind of respect the firm. They saw a weakness in me, and like sharks smelling blood in the water, they attacked. I would have done the same thing. Even if I harbored resent, I I wouldn't go after them because it takes effort, and I'm above that. Speaking of things I'm above, let's talk about this belt. When I became the AEW world champion, I promised I would make changes around here. Out with the old, in with the new. When I look at this title, I see something that needs an upgrade. It's tacky, it's ugly, 
and it reminds me of the people who held this belt before me. This version of the title, much like all of you, is garbage. Mr. Regal, if you'd be so kind, and MJF throws the belt down, Regal unveils the new AEW championship, let me introduce to you the Triple B, the Big Burberry Belt. This is now the most important, most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling, and all because I'm the man holding it. No one, and I mean no one, deserves to be recognized as world champion except for me. Not any of the pieces of trash you guys push, not fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston, fake tough guys like Ricky Starks, and worst, and the worst of the worst, fake wrestlers like Brian Danielson. No offense, in comparison to me, Brian Danielson couldn't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. Mr. Regal, you tried everything you could, but some people can't be helped. Speaking of people who can't be helped, you know what? I'm going to quit reading this because this goes on forever, just like it did on the damn show. And that's why I said I, I started so, tuning all the way up to the end. I was like, okay. Do you want to begin, Kurt? Or would you <laughs> or you want to you want to let me I'm gonna let you go. So <laughs> this shit went on, and, and I know I just said that, but this shit went on forever. Yeah. I like MJF. I like him in the ring. I like his promos. Yeah. But even the best person on the mic can go on for way too long yeah. and, and make you say, get to the damn point. Yeah. So they did all of that to lay out the turn that we all saw coming. Um, at least most of us. Brandon didn't. Not right away. <laughs> Not right away. So I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. <laughs> so it, it was just all of that just to get to that moment. And of course, they introduced the new AEW title. Now, I don't know if this is supposed to be the the AEW version of the smoking skull belt like Stone Cold had or the yeah. Brahma Bull belt like the Rock had for a minute. Gotta be. I I or think, if this is legitimately the new title. I don't think too many wrestlers are gonna walk around with Burberry belt. This this promotion is only three years old and it has a million fucking titles. You don't need to upgrade any of them. If anything, you need to get rid of most of them. Yeah. So I thought this went on for too long. It didn't do anything, in my opinion, to build MJF up. Had he cut it to about half of the time it took, it might have worked. But as is, if I was in that arena, I would have finally sat down and just been like, y'all y'all wake me up when this is over. Um, nobody comes down to help out Regal. Um, <laughs> Brian Daniels ain't even come down to help And then Regal. him coming so out of it. I think it's after the fact when they were putting him on the guard, if I remember. Well, yeah, but it, I mean... Danielson came out there, but he didn't come out there to jump on MJF. No. You know what I'm saying? And why the elephant in the fucking room? Why has nobody in the Blackpool Combat Club asked the question, why, Regal? He turned on John Moxley, but these other guys seem to be okay with it. So are y'all against John Moxley too now? No, I was saying, Not that I in, care. They but They might have been in cahoots. They might have already knew what was and, and that's what I'm saying. Ahead. So... There needs to and be something Brian there. Anderson knew what was about to go down too, and that's why he was begging them off, like, "Don't hurt." But this, this to me, drugged the show to a grinding halt because it went on for way too long. Um, so I, I didn't like it. I think Regal is much better on the mic than he's been presented to be the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I thought this this was just 
terrible. Yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> way too long. The belt looked the fucking same. Other than <laughs> other than other the, than the, other than the Yeah, it looked the fucking same, which both of them are terrible. And the only good thing that I saw coming out of this is what I've been wanting to see for months now is Brian Danielson against MJF. Yeah, that's what we all want to see because I think there's money in that if they do it right. Yeah, it's money in I that. Agree. It'll be a it'll be I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's money it in that. It'll be a technical because I think, I think, you know, I don't think it just, just my opinion. MJF is not that talent in the ring to me, but he cuts a good promo. He's good yeah. on the mic. We all know Danielson is one probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yep. Yes, so it, it you definitely can get money out of it if it's done right. And I saw this coming. And then if you, if Regal does stay, then you got a, another storyline to tell as well. Mm-hmm. So I definitely thought that angle was okay, but the promo was way too long. The belt looked the fucking same. It, was long it, 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 it sucked. It sucked. That's why I gave it a three. And then, and then once we... Because the belt ain't making it that <laughs> But hold on. But I'm going to give you another reason why the card is a three as we go through these last couple of matches. They sucked ass. Ass. <laughs> now, um, after all of that, you have. I I don't know why this wasn't the first match on the show. Ricky Starks versus Ari Davari. Who do we know who he is? He's Davari. He's Sean Davari's brother. Sean I Devari. only know that. Sean Devari, we, we, we was, Sean Devari was a dude that used to come out with uh Great Yeah. And before that, he came out with a dude that, that took heat because he said something about America. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I know. The sun. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But man. that's who he is. Now, wrestling-wise, I don't know. I've never... I don't know that I've ever seen him. But anymore. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I just... That's why I say I don't know why that wasn't the first match on the card. Ricky Starks can wrestle. I liked him in NWA. That's the first time I remember seeing him. But I like I like how now they call him Absolute Ricky Starks instead Absolute. of Stroke Daddy. <laughs> so, but, so let, let, let me go. Let me go first here. Yeah, yeah. Go let, ahead. Let me go first here, and this is why AEW sucks right now. <laughs> this is why they suck. Ricky Starks won a tournament for the next title shot at Winter Fall, whatever the fuck they call. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. So why the fuck would you book him in a match against somebody we don't even fucking know? If he's supposed to be the next person to go get a title shot, you he's supposed to be going to get somebody big right now. Not a no fucking nobody. Yep. And that's why this goddamn card got a fucking three because of dumb shit like this right here. Because <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, boy. Um, stupid. Folk, folks, Kurt's sitting my... to my right. I'm going to scoot over a little bit and make sure I don't <laughs> take any... Take any heat from that, but no, seriously, I I mean I agree with Kurt. I, I I'm not as as animated as Kurt about it, but yeah, I, mean, I agree. AEW's booking sucks. Um, there's no continuity. There's no sense. It, it's I, I hate to drag from another podcast, but as Jim Cornette says, this is Tony Khan doing fantasy booking. He's putting matches yeah. together that he wants he to wants see to in see. his head. We all know that, though. 
Yeah. That's why I said, like, if you notice there, why there is no build to any of these matches or anything like that, these are just matches that you so, so this is the thing. So we all are wrestling fans. Yeah. Tony's supposed to be a wrestling fan as well. Right. Tony, do you really want to see that? What what do you really want to see that match? Why you think he went out and got yeah. all them damn WWE guys? No, but I'm saying as a wrestling fan, right? Like we all are. Ricky Starks versus Ari Devari. Do we really want to fucking see that? Oh, as a fan. So that could have been on a house show. It's, right. Well, they don't have they don't have house show, but it could have been on AEW Dark. I'm like, watch this shit. I mean, but but the, the, this the problem. Then let it, it be a dark at, match before the show. As right. a fantasy booking. You building this man up to get a title shot. Why are you putting him against him? Right. You got all this talent you're not using. You could have put this man against anybody else. Because that should that, that was pretty much squash. It was, it was squash match, right? Because like back in the day, they used to use squash matches to build people up anyway. But, but I'm like, in today's era, that's not going to really work. But, so listen, and you, I agree. But they built him up, and you had a promo talking about. Building this matchup on TV. Yeah. That's how they, they talked into the arena. Ricky Star hadn't said nothing to nobody. He had no problem with anything. Yep. So why are we doing this right here? Yeah, this, it, this it, it makes no sense at all. None. Especially this deep in the card. Exactly. Right. That, that's why I say if you're if you are if you are hell bent on this match. Put it at the front of the car. Correct. And put it at the front of the car. And have, let Rick start have a promo and say, I'm about to go out here and, and make an example out of this guy and whoop his ass. Exactly. Because and I'm getting ready to be the world champion. That's what should have happened. Yeah. Now, if they do it that way. Okay, that way. If you do it that way. We don't give a damn who it is. Exactly. You don't give a damn who it is. I'm about, to, whip, I'm about okay. to whoop his ass right now because yeah. I'm going to be the next champion. You know if you do it that way, you get more out of it. Yes. That's why the WWE was the king of squash matches. That's now, how far how far has Matt Hardy fallen when he gets sent to the back by Stokely Hathaway boy, and Ethan Page? Boy, like what the like he's he's so now he's let's see if these are not even mid card talent they like so Matt Hardy's basically a jobber now I. Not that I want to see him in the ring anymore, but I certainly, I certainly don't Maybe that was his ex- understand this. Maybe that was his ex- um, So we're going to move on because we've got a few minutes here. We may have another uh, break and then come back, but I just want to let everybody know we'll do it the right way this time. I'm paying attention to the timer. <laughs> so next up is Willow Nightingale versus the Jericho Appreciation Society's Anna J.A.S., I, we're gonna skip this okay because <laughs> i got nothing nothing yeah, good at all look i respect no women's wrestling but this I ain't it yeah no this no, ain't no, it no. all right cool all uh now after that um is something that was really stupid too ruby soho coming back ruby soho came back at the end of that match and missed We'll have to go back and watch it. She missed whatever move it was that was supposed to take the lady down, and the lady went down anyway. So, um, <laughs> and Excalibur says, what a return for Ruby Soho. <laughs> Call the shit what it is. Backstage, QT Marshall challenged All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy to a lumberjack match on Rampage. I, I'm not looking forward to it. Well, it's already happened, yeah, already but happened. I wasn't looking forward to that. Um. 
Then you got uh, Jay Cargill and the Baddies versus uh, with and a proper girl, Red yeah, yeah. That was we can skip that too because yeah. main event time AW World Trios Championship best of seven <laughs> series. And what I'm going to do right here because I know this is going to take a lot of time, we're going to go ahead and take a pause for the calls for just a moment and we'll be right back to discuss. This is what match three of this best of seven series between. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get back. We'll be right back, folks. And we are back, folks, for part number three of this episode. Because um, I know that that all of us have something lengthy to say, um, not only about this match, but the the entire concept behind the best of seven series between um, a three man tag team title. It's there's a lot to say about that. So I wanted to, to start fresh, give us that time. Uh, we're, we're recording a little bit differently today. So we're limited to 30 minutes each segment and we're trying to do our best to keep it going. So the, 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 I hate saying trios, the, the three man tag team championship, <laughs> um, not since the eighties has it been any sort of relevance. Um, I think now, it's even more irrelevant than it may have been. I didn't like it back in the 80s. And there were some good people that held the title back in the 80s. But Death Triangle and the Young Bucks, what you're forcing people to sit through, if they if they go the full seven, what you're forcing people to sit through is the same match seven times. And they're doing it on primetime TV, not just pay-per-views. They're doing it on primetime TV. Uh, y'all know how I feel about the elite. I feel about the same way uh, with Death Triangle. There are some things that that Penta and Ray Phoenix do that I like, but overall, I don't like it. So this match, it, it was the same match as we've seen the previous two times at the pay-per-view and then the following week. Yeah. Are y'all interested in this at all? I am not, but I do. I I, I like the Death Triangle. I, I really uh, do. I, yeah. I like I, them. I love Death Triangle. I don't like the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega are trash to me. Yes. They suck. Why this is a seven-series match, I have no idea. It was not explained right in the beginning because I'm looking at the pay-per-view. I'm looking at the pay-per-view and I thought it was one match and they say best out of seven. I'm like, well, did I miss something? You did. did it I was, was like, did I miss something? They just came up with it. Yeah. At the blue. But I, I was, so, so once I saw it was seven matches, this is what I thought. Just because the Eagles are so big and to put them over, I thought they were going to go down 3-0 and then win four straight. So I didn't see them winning uh, Wednesday, which was a surprise to me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I didn't see him win Wednesday. I, I was, and I was kind of angry. I was kind of making him a Death Triangle fan. I like him, so I'm just I like, do. man, I like come him. on. You know what I'm saying? I wish what would be dope is if the Bucks got swept. Yeah, <laughs> more than nothing. That would be that, that, okay. That's a damn good boogie because ain't nobody see that shit coming. No, yeah, but, but not the, at all. the buck, the Bucks aren't going to let that happen. Hell no, they not. Um, they not. Kenny will make. Oh, and can we talk about that fucking stupid ass intro? Look. I don't know if how how y'all feel about older songs, but "Carry On Wayward Son" is a good song. Yes, it is. 
That's why that's the um supernatural. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought you were talking about something else at first. But anyway, like that whole entrance is stupid. It's staged. It's that whole side part. Man, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I will like say that. that. It's Triangle, stupid. That triangle got one of the best entrances in the business, right? And here. did you hear Wednesday night? When the Bucks and, and Omega came out, it was kind of like golf clap. Yeah. Death Triangle came out, that crowd went nuts. <laughs> that crowd Death went Triangle nuts. Got one of the best interests in the business, right? I just I just I don't like, like Pop. I like I love him. He looks like a damn garden gnome. I like him. I like him. <laughs> With a beard. I yeah. Like but um hey, I mean he's he's dope. athletic and can wrestle, but he's in matches with these guys. Who, all right, we're going to the ring before the before the show. All right, you you do this kick here, and I'll then you're gonna go over my head, and then I'm gonna kick here, and, and it's just it's stupid. Like it's 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 paint by numbers. You already know how the match is gonna go. The young books are gonna get the double super kick in. Omega's gonna get his one wing fairy in. Then they're going to do the knees. Then they're going to do the triple uh, uh, super kick. And so you know what? You already know. If they, they've got to get their spots in. Yeah. We, we got to. It, it reminds me of the, the late 90s, early 2000s, or maybe it was mid-2000s, where everybody had to have a fucking catchphrase. Yeah. It got old real fast. Yeah. And something I don't like, and I wish they stopped doing I'm getting tired of this hammer angle. Yes. The hammer. The, pulling the hammer out of his trunks and hitting Oh, yeah, 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 I'm getting tired of that. They need to stop the hammer. Yeah. I, I, I thought that, that Swerve with the pliers was bad. This is worse yeah. than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that. But, I mean, it just, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Brandon? I'm just pissed at the damn death drive lost. <laughs> That's all I mean. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a straight line when it comes to matches like that because it's like, okay, it's the best of seven. It's some, some shit that I don't want to see, but one of my favorite teams in it, so I'm going to sit down and watch it. Um, they're trying to loss. I, I don't. I, I just the 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 Bucks and Omega, the Bucks and Omega, and I, I feel like the announcers are forced to put them over too. And yeah. I don't feel like I don't personally feel like that's a team that Jr. will got behind for real. No. Considering what we all know, what Jr. know about wrestling, and he has seen so much, I don't feel like that is a team that he would really got. He would have really got behind like that. For Absolutely, real, and they're forced to put them over. Yeah, because I'm like they're really not that damn good. No, I never. I, I always felt like they were overhyped. Yeah, you know, because of course, you know, when the internet was hyping them up, I said, "Let me go see what this is all about." And I'm just like, "This is stupid." All they need to do is do a thousand super kicks a match. That's it. So I'm just like, whatever, man. But I don't know. We, I'm I'm waiting for the um, I'm waiting for it to go ahead and be over with, so they wait. They can go ahead and give the uh, the bucks and Omega their belts back. Yeah, I think they are very. The, the, in my opinion, they are the most overrated tag team in the history of wrestling. Yeah, they fucking. And suck. That's saying that's they saying suck, a lot. They, they suck. Don't, they don't do shit. No. Super kick and the thing about it is, this, this is what I think people think about. When, when they were hyping them up, I think people were trying to put them in the same category as the Rock and Roll Express, but it don't no, work. They were, trying to, they were trying to say they were going to be the next Hardy Boys. 
It don't work. No, it doesn't. It don't work. It At does all. not work. They suck. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I got, I got, no, we, we, I got hey, distracted hey, straight, by something in front hey, of me. Hey, man, look, we just straight having a man moment. <laughs> over here. So, but um, yeah, I, I just the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks have always tried to put themselves on a level as on, no guys. pun intended. These these elite tag teams, and they're just not on that level at all. And nobody believes their hype more than the Bucks themselves. <laughs> oh man, I wish y'all could see what's going on right now. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. Oh man, we're watching. We in the background. In. <laughs> In the background so go ahead and just tell them. is is the national anthem uh in one of the, the championship games today. What was that the Big 12? Yeah, for, yeah. yeah, Big 12 for college football. And the lady singing the national anthem. Ashanti. That's Ashanti? Yes, yeah. it is. Damn, I ain't seen her in a long time. Man, hey, wow, I did not even recognize her. So that's what we're all distracted by right now because... Looking nice, looking nice. Bunch of horny old men. I ain't old, but you know. Thank you, Ashanti. Thank you. So, so back back to why we're here. Um, (laughs) We have one of these every episode. You got to have a moment. Um, But yeah, like young bucks, everywhere they've been, they've tried to, 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 convince people that they are this great tag team and from to to hear Jim Cornette tell it they have a history of making shit up like they've talked to people and did this and did that I I don't see the appeal to them at all I I don't either I don't either and it's just it doesn't make sense to have them as EVPs no. Because they don't know how to make EVP type decisions. The EVP type decision should be made here. Yeah. The depth triangle, there's the, so, there's the higher team. Let the depth triangle keep the fills. But even further than that, uh, FCI should be the champions right now. Yes. Absolutely. But it should be tag team champions. And then, in my opinion, this is just Tony Khan really need to step up and get it with the network. There's no way in hell the Briscoe shouldn't be part of AEW right now. There's no way. I agree. You can have so many good matches with the Briscoes, FTR, Briscoe, their triangle. It's so many options out there. Man. They should not, it's no way they should not be part of AEW right now. Yes. Really, AEW could very well. If they had, because they have access to almost all the top tag teams in the world, they could be the company that really pushed tag team wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Because tag team wrestling right now is a lost art. Yeah. Because you know, uh, well, outside the bloodline, there's really no tag teams in a. I mean, WWE. WWE ain't yeah. no tag teams at all. No tag tag teams have never been their strong suit because Vince no. he don't like them. Yeah, he never liked them. Vince and, came across a gold mine a couple times. I say when yeah. he had demolition and the Heart Foundation, uh-huh. and then um, he went through a drought for a while. They had the Steiners for a minute. I didn't even know that. The Steiners, the Rockers, they had the Steiners, the Rockers. 
And then next thing you know, you get into um uh Edge Christian and the Dudley Boys. And that was really like the last time where they really had like some legit tag teams. New Age Outlaws, you can't leave them out. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, the New Age Outlaws, of course. You can't leave them and out. Because at that time they were actually made a bit. Yeah. And then, you know, to, to shift away from tag teams, looking at Kenny Omega, I don't see the big uh, hype about him either. I, I told you, the, the very first time I remember seeing Kenny Omega was in one of those matches with Okada overseas. Yep. And me and Kurt were working together. I've told this story before. Is that one of those Russell Kingdoms? I went, <laughs> say what? Was that one of those Russell Kingdoms? Yeah. Yeah. I so, I went back and watched the match and <laughs> Kurt and I talked and I and and listened to somebody who knows something about wrestling, like for real, for real, Jim Cornette break down the match. Jim Cornette said it was a great exhibition of athleticism, but it was a horrible match. And when I went back and watched it, I'm like, Kurt's right, Jim Cornette's right. This isn't a good wrestling match. And everybody in at least from what I see. The hype surrounding Kenny Omega is built behind that one fucking match. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The dude admits he's never had formal wrestling training, mm-hmm. and it shows. What has he ever done to, to be considered this great name in wrestling? Nothing. Do, do you, Nothing. And I'm asking yeah, but, seriously. You're, you're yeah, younger than us, okay. Brandon, so you may have seen a few more. I mean, no, it's not even based off what I'm seeing. It's just the, it's the Society today, they'll get behind anybody that just cool. It's almost like music. If you make one good song or half good song, if you make one good song or half good song, then they're gonna call you a legend. Okay, they'll ride that all the way up until the wheels fall off. And it's the same thing with wrestling now. If you have one cool catchphrase, but you can't wrestle a lick of shit, but yeah, these the internet fans are over with you or something like that, then. They're gonna call you a legend when you're not. Yeah, and so that's what it, it ain't really nothing but all hype because you have all you have a lot of casual fans that's coming in like, you no, know, okay, I hear about this guy. Let me see what this guy is. Some of them don't even care, but it's really it's, it's the internet that's driving that. <clears throat> and the younger fan, um, the younger fan is different than the older fan because you know I'm, I'm really if you to be honest with you, I'm right right in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. I came in on the tail end of like the golden era. The tail end, and then I'm able to kind of see and digest all the new stuff that's going on. You all were a part of the, the golden golden era, all right. So a lot, of, I, it's a mixed bag with me. I can see why the appeal is what it is with the younger fans, but I can also see the disdain from the older fans. Yeah, I, I see both sides. I can see the way he appeals to younger fans in the sense that I see how the Ultimate Warrior appealed to younger fans at the time. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody was talks exciting. about the Ultimate Warrior from that, who were kids in that generation. Yeah. It, what was, I think it was 89, 90 when he came along somewhere, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was already, what, 14 years old, 15 years old? Yeah. So when I saw it, I'm like, this is garbage. I thought he was garbage when he was Dingo Warrior in WCCW. Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to think of him because I was so young when I was watching him in, in old Memphis and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But so I see in that way how he, he how he is entertaining, not as a yeah, wrestler, but he's entertaining. Yeah, because young, young kids like different stuff. Yeah. Like with Ultimate Warrior, the only thing they saw was this dude with his wild hair with his tassels on, running to the ring and shaking, shaking the ropes. ropes. To them, that's exciting. 
And that was a that was a that was the best thing about Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, the best thing ever. <laughs> the only the only person they could get a good match out of was Rick Rude. That was it. And then, but you know, so like for the rest of us, you know, for the rest of us or whatever, like we're like ah, he trash. But so, for the younger fan, you because he's had so much energy and he, you know, related to them and so in, in such a way. So that's why so us that. as grown men, when you when you look at what you want from as a wrestling fan, what you want out of a wrestler, ideally you want someone, obviously, that can work in the ring, make shit look look like it's really happening. Yeah. Somebody who can tell a good story on a microphone. Yeah. And somebody that the fans can either get behind or really hate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kenny Omega doesn't doesn't get a check mark on any of those. Well, he got the hate part for me. Yeah, part. but no, no. But he's <laughs> like, got, Kenny Omega but, will be a but that's real hate. Right, that's real. That yeah, yeah that's but he, and he I agree. I'm he, with you. He, he doesn't have heel right. heat. No, he does not. Right, and that's no, what I'm he saying. Not. He like he doesn't check off any of them. Neither no. do the Bucks. Neither no. does Orange Cassidy. No, neither does no. Brandon Cutlet or anybody else you want to throw out there. Yeah. Even though the acclaim shit is silly, the scissor me stuff is silly. Yeah. they're putting in the work to make the matches look good, and they got oh, yeah. themselves over. They're, they they are a hell of a tag team. Yes, and, all the and to me, they're only going to get better. Yeah. So I, I mean, they weren't pushed by the machine neither. The they fans made them. They did. So the one thing I listened to Booker T last week, and he said, if AW don't be, don't get their stuff together, he said they'll be out of the out of the business in a couple of years. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah, and I agree. Yep. Yeah. Tony Khan, you got to get it together, man. I was reading the, the comments. Oh, oh, I was reading the comments, and people was like, "He don't know what the hell he's talking about." I'm like, "You have to understand, he was in WCW when the sink when the shit went down. Uh-huh. So he's looking at it like this ain't nothing but a repeat of what I've already seen. He knows it's getting ready to happen. Not not just not but just on, that. But on, in the viewers, they averaging like maybe eight hundred thousand viewers a week. It's dropping every week. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. At the end it's of the day, it's a TV show. Yeah. And this isn't like WWE. They've got a great relationship with USA. Yeah. They've been there for 30, 40 years now. Yeah. But even the entities are different. WWE is a wrestling company owned by a wrestling promoter. Yeah. AEW is on TNT's dime. Yeah. Now, Tony Khan is funding it, but TNT's pumping in their money too. Yeah. Yeah. So... The whole reason behind that is, hey, we're pumping money into your product. We're putting you on on primetime and Wednesdays to get eyes on the product. Right. Once those eyes start going away from the product, the first thing they're going to do, they've already done it with moving them to TBS. Yep. The, the first thing they're going to do is move them to a different night. Yep. Then when they, they move them to a different night, the ratings keep dropping. Then they're going away. Uh-huh. And, and to me, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad for the wrestling business as a whole because then you have no options. I mean, you got the independents out here, MLW still running shows and stuff like that. But uh, um, on as far as weekly TV shows go, you all you got is WWE three nights a week. Yep, and that's what do we come to? Like that's seven hours of wrestling. That's a lot, you know. And I'm I'm with you. I think. What what he needs to do? You got Jeff Jarrett there, you got Jim Ross there, you've got William Regal there. 
right now, just with those three people alone, you've got enough people to get you a good creative team. Yeah. The problem is the elite. Yep. They're EVPs, so they get say-so on everything. So this is my thing, and I've said this before. If he really, really, really wanted to stay in business right now, I would bite my tongue, eat crow, and be like, listen, Jim Cornette. Yeah. Hey, listen. McFoley got what, on his podcast and made a plea to the listen, same thing. Listen, Jim Cornette. What it what will it take for you? I'm give you current block. You can do fire whoever you want to, hire whoever you want to. And you, I need you to come in here and write this shit right now. Whatever you want to do, it's on you. I'm gonna give you all control on everything. If that was me, if you really want to stay in business right now, hey, how much money you need? Yeah. I'm gonna give you whatever you want, and you can make all decisions on hiring, firing. You write a storyline, but that's I need you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I yeah. need you. Because even Mick Foley got on his podcast and was like, "Jim, <laughs> because you know, like they need your help." Yeah, everybody, everybody in the rest of the business, especially all the OGs and everything, everybody see, everybody see what's coming. If somebody don't step in and just try to write that shit. Because I'm like, y'all don't put too much money, y'all invest too much money and too much energy into this thing to see it fail. That what, what really pisses me off, and I love and respect Jim Corden, I mean, uh, Jim Ross and Tony, but for y'all to condone the shit that's going on now and think right. it's good, I'm ashamed of both of y'all. Yeah. Cut that shit out. Because this is bad. Stuff. I'm like, this is Ross really being Jim Ross. Jim yeah. Ross would be in. Yeah. yeah. Tony Shamari is bad about it. And I like Tony. Look, I like both I, of them, but y'all I cannot just. Being in the business that y'all been in this long, you cannot think what y'all doing right now is good. It's right. no fucking way you think yeah. that's good. No. Now, and and I don't. It's not that as a fan, even as thinking from with a business mind, I don't expect Tony to get on his show and shit all over AEW. I don't either. But but I don't, expect don't him trying to, to make it seem like it's good. Right. Mm-hmm. You can tell the truth without telling the truth, beating somebody down. Yeah. Um. So I and. That's what I like when Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, when Jim Ross was on commentary on a regular basis, like every Wednesday, he would sneak in those little lines. He would. He would. And he would. It, it didn't make the company look bad. He just spoke the truth. Correct. Correct. And now you don't have that. And I think a problem with part of that is Excalibur. Excalibur yeah. is friends with those guys, so he's not going to say anything to make them look bad or that may make them look bad. And I, I think if you could have Taz and Jim Ross week to week, you're good. Oh, yeah, because Taz going to throw in a little jab. So yeah. 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 I, he I just, does I mean, in I understand it. If, if my boss was paying me a, a ton of money to do what I love to do, I'm not going to shit on them either, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the product we're putting out is the greatest ever. Exactly. Um, you know, because uh, Jim Ross says all the time that the announcers are, they write the music that the wrestlers play. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you're not making a good song right now. Nope. You're telling me, you're telling me that, that this, this, I'm gonna throw a name out there. This 21 Savage song is as good as anything on Illmatic. 
<laughs> and that's just not the case. But uh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and and, and wrap it up. I'm uh, to let you two know, um, I am gonna try to reach out to somebody um who is a chief marketing officer uh for a, a promotion. Um I've been to a couple of their shows. I was only able to stay at the full time for one of them. It was wrestling the way we like it. Yeah. Um, they had some craziness going on, but it was, I mean, that's just part of the business. Um, so I'm going to talk to him and see if maybe I can get him on just to talk to us about the promotion side of the, or the promotion side, the marketing side, the business side of wrestling, like how, what goes into actually putting on a show. So I'll reach out to him this week. Um, before we close out, we got about five minutes. Uh, either one of you guys want to say anything to close out? No, just looking forward to the next, uh, next weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, go dogs. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Brandon is feeling good right now. All right, folks. We'll be back next week. We're going to try to uh, – I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, but I think we're going to try to make this, us three sitting down together, um, a probably – more routine thing, not every week, but at yes. least maybe once a month or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So um, definitely enjoyed this. We look forward to hearing you, uh, uh, talking to you guys next week. We do apologize for last week. Um, mm-hmm. Those of you that were on Spotify Live, you heard all of the feedback, all of the echoes. We could not, in a good conscience, put that that show out there. It was garbage. The show was good, but the con- the, 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 the audio the audio was garbage. Thank you. So uh, hopefully we got all that worked out. We will see you guys next week. Until then, take care, everybody. Peace. Hey, 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 real quick, real quick. I don't want them to see me doing this because they don't want me on the podcast for some reason. But anyway, if you might be interested in supporting these fellas here at the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. There's a little link. That little tiny link is so pretty. There's a little link at the end of the description of this episode. And if you might be interested in supporting these fellas, you just click that little link right there and it'll take you to the page where you can leave a little jingle jingle. You know what I mean? All right there. Y'all have a good night.